about that time, about that time, about that time, yeah, about that time. Welcome to the jungle, the Auburn men's basketball podcast. Jabari to Kessler. Auburn men talking. Auburn men's basketball. It has been a brilliant year from start to finish for Auburn. No frills, no gimmicks, just ball. Jabari Smith. Now, here's your host, Matt Donaldson and Jackson Garrett. All right, guys, we're back. Big win against USF, 67-59, eight-point win. It finally happened <laughs> after 50 plus episodes of the podcast. We screwed up. Something happened. We recorded an hour long episode in person together with Ben Young in New York City. And we screwed up. That's Something what it happened. was, man. We, we, we did it in person and the method was off. Uh, I'm going to take full blame for this one, guys. We used a new program uh, and we right as we finished the recording, we went to save it and the whole file just corrupted. Good times. We're learning, you know, just like we learned when we did the, the live at Tumor's Corner with Dylan Cardwell. We learned that doing it outside was really tough. Just like, you know, we, we, try, we tried the live in, in, in Brooklyn episode that worked out pretty well. We're just learning every episode how to do this as we go. So the way we're going to talk about it now after an hour long of our usual back and forth conversation, <laughs> it's very charming and I hope you love it. And I hope you love our discussion with it. We're going to be a little more concise and let us know in the comments and in the like reviews or whatever. Me and Matt go back and forth a bit if the podcast should be longer or shorter, or how people like it. I like them a little longer. I think Matt likes them a little shorter. This one's going to be shorter after an hour long. We kind of already know each other's discussion points. So let us know if you like this shorter condensed one. To start with, uh, there was a big kind of feeling of this game for MVP discussion. We always start with MVP discussion that there was four MVP types, guys that played better than <laughs> we, we liked, that we enjoyed. And there was about four or five guys that played really down he lvps lvps is what matt ben was calling them and so i'll talk through the mvps real quick the big ones were alan flanagan wendell green dylan cardwell and chris moore basically in that order we ultimately got to wendell or not wendell green alan flanagan actually surprisingly guys you know i got burnt by alan flanagan last year so it's a big deal that we named alan flanagan the mvp USF got burned by Alan Flanagan. Tonight. Yes, yes. And, uh, he finished Wendell, with 18 points. Uh, just an incredible display. And, and if you watch the game, we kind of had trends a little bit. We had a really tough first half. And Alan Flanagan kept us in it, hit some threes. I believe he was 50%, 50% from three. I think he went yeah, two three, of four. Three of six. Three of six, even. He kept us in it. He brought the fire. He kind of got us moving, the wheel moving of winning this game eventually. When we were down, I believe, eight or nine at halftime. Uh, Dylan Cardwell had a great probably five minute spurt there where his defense was awesome. He got the crowd going and the crowd was really anxious, had a great steal to a dunk, had several other his plays, did his usual going nuts with the crowd. He got he's gotta go WWE, right? He's got to. Listen, Dylan, you're doing it all. We gotta get you in the wrestling ring. Do Vince it McMahon all. needs you. Do it all, Dylan's gotta do it in the ring next. Seven and points, five blocks, two rebounds, one assist, and one steal. Pumped the stat sheet tonight. He just played great, man. He, he's 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 grown a lot. Uh, uh, you know, we're gonna hopefully have him for five years. You know, really hope we have five years. He can keep watching him grow. You know, I was gonna do all four MVPs, but Ben just loves Chris Moore, so I'm gonna let you talk about Chris Moore briefly. <laughs> Alan Flaney won the MVP. Congrats, but Chris Moore did have a great game. Yeah, our first half struggles. Everybody on the internet is talking about. Him. We were six for twenty four from the field. We were down by nine points at halftime at home. Nineteen game winning streak in Neville Arena on the line. 
Chris Moore was by far our most consistent starter. He was three for three from the field. He was one for two from the charity stripe, which hurts you a little bit. But he had five rebounds and a steal. I mean, Chris Moore looked like he could be a guy out there that starts consistently for us. Seven points, five rebounds, one steal, only two turnovers, and one personal foul. He's what we want from that 3-4 hybrid forward position. He was a guy who came in, did some decent numbers, but more importantly, didn't cost the team with big mistakes. The, a big narrative we were talking about in the whole hour-long podcast. Again, we did an <laughs> hour-long podcast. Was these guys let the the game come to them? A lot of guys let us down, and I let us starters. A lot of guys we kind of expected it, but the guys the game came to it. Really felt like Flanagan didn't go out there and try to make some crazy plays. He didn't take these charges or try to make bad shots. It was almost zero from Chris Moore, from Wendell Green, from Dillard. None of them I could feel like pushed the limits. None of them felt like they were shooting any shots I didn't want them to shoot. And they just happened to go in. They all the shot parts about them too. Yeah, and one of the tricky parts about our MVP discussion was Wendell had a huge night. He finished with twenty points. He had uh, four rebounds, four assists. He had a steal tonight that was really huge towards the end of the game. He did most of his work in the second half. He did a ton of his work from the free throw line. But at halftime, you didn't feel like Wendell was who had us in the hole. Wendell was being patient. He was waiting for his opportunities. And in the second half, they came and he took advantage of them. But you expect that from the point guard in a Bruce Pearl offense. You expect him to be a guy who's going to go out and drop 20 points and be somebody who is stirring the drink and making things happen for everybody. And I, I think you're seeing that this team runs through Wendell. And I think uh, something we missed a little bit the first time we recorded this and want to underline again, he was out with two fouls for a lot of that first half and into the second half. That's a big reason you didn't see him as much and a big reason we saw Trey Donaldson a lot and a big reason the offense sucked. <laughs> we can be real about it. It was bad. And I wonder how much that comes down to the fact that Wendell wasn't out there stirring the drink. And there was a time, you know, I said it went kind of from Flanagan, Cardwell, to Wendell and Chris Moore was in there throughout the time. There was in late second half, I think three possessions in a row where Wendell just blew past people. Maybe he was fresher. I don't know, but it was great to watch him blow past people and get in the paint and score. He hit a three, I believe, at one point. It just was that last end of the half. He had a lot of free throws at the end. It really felt at the end of the game, he iced it. He took over the game and said, no, nah, no, nah, this game's over. It just, you know, playing him one out at the end, mostly because of those two fouls that Wendell was out for a while. So Flaney was the guy that was keeping us in that. And because, you know, he kept us going the whole time when Wendell kind of just solidified it. And, and talking about one of the, the, the common themes amongst all these guys who were valuable players tonight because they filled the stat sheet. Um, early, Flanagan didn't look like he was necessarily going to have the huge night that he did. We saw the hustle plays on defense. We saw the rebounds. Uh, Flanagan had a block tonight. And although he had five turnovers, he had four rebounds, uh, one assist, and one block. So in a way, all of that sort of evened out. Anytime he made a mistake on offense, he made up for it with the way that he was playing defensively, which was huge. And the filling up of the stat sheet helps us transition a little bit to our LVPs. Can I, can I say the MVP discussion was sponsored by Coyotes? Go to Coyotes in Auburn. Have a good time. They have really good drink deals. They're great to go during the week. We love Coyotes. Let us in next time we go. Hey, Coyotes doesn't exist anymore. No! <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Coyotes. If you're younger and you don't know what it was, it was a good also, time. Also, for, for any kids and family members watching on YouTube, Jackson's having a nice, delicious soda tonight. It's a and nice... Out of his we all know cuisine. we love the Gosling's rum. I would never drink anything other than Gosling's rum. And so. tonight he is drinking purely non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about our LVPs. We had uh, an amazing night from Flanny and I have our three position. We saw him uh, in a couple of rotating points get the ball, open looks from three, and he hit. You know who didn't do that tonight? Well, the guy's, players. <laughs> the guy's not here on the podcast, and he's not here to represent his boy, and his boy didn't show up. Uh, Matt, I can't help but blame Jalen Williams' poor performance on your lack of performance on this podcast. Yes. 
if, if when Matt is two two games in a row, Matt hasn't come on, and Jalen is just deteriorated. He didn't hear his name last by. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Matt, we've got to get you back on the podcast so that your boy Jalen can show up. He saw some great open looks early, and boy, did he miss on all of them. Jalen Williams finished 0 for 4 from three-pointer tonight. He was 1 of 5 from the field. He had six rebounds total, three assists, and a steal and a block, but just could not score. I don't know what was he, going he on. He hovers around three-point line. I don't know if that's a strategy. I don't know if that's him. He had one where he could have put his head down and scored tough two. He went for hook. It was great. He went in. But the fact that he's still hunting for these threes and hunting for these long twos when he's six foot eight and a big guy that's physical that we expected at the freshman year was going to be like just a guy that was an athletic freak, he's still not doing it. We talked about it a bunch in the hour we recorded this yeah, already. And we it's talked about how his potential uh, as a size guy was brought meant to be brought out specifically against a team like USF, against a team with bigger guards. That's what everybody on the internet is talking about. There is a formula to beat Auburn, and that is to have big physical guard play. And we have a guy in Jalen Williams that we feel like can be a scorer from that three position who just didn't do it tonight. But more importantly, we didn't have a two guard tonight. KD Johnson missed almost the entire game with four personal fouls. He didn't score a bucket. And uh, Zeb Jasper. Triple double of doing nothing. Zeb Jasper, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero points. He had three big steals in the second half. So that was a place where you really saw our depth come through. We had 10 guys that played tonight. If Chance was fully healthy, we would have had 11. We did see Chance dress tonight and warm up with the team, but he did not play. And uh, South Florida only played nine guys. So again, you see. One of the amazing things about Bruce, the way that he has built this program now that he's got all of his scholarships back, our depth can overcome a lot of problems on this team. But I don't think you can have a night where Zepp Jasper and Jalen Williams combined to go 0 for 8 from 3, and we're going to expect to win a lot of games. And Zepp, this was an experiment with Zepp this year for him to be an offensive tool, to be a guy that can go make some offense, and it has not gone great so far in two games. There would be some people at home saying, Oh, but he played great defense. He did this. Oh, we don't expect a lot. Oh, he could play point guard. This year we were experimenting. If he could be the guy that hits these open threes, and he missed some great looks from three that we really, really need this year with a bad three-point shooting team. And the biggest guy we haven't talked about yet. He is our LVP of the night. It is uh, big number four, Janai Broom. 0 for 6 from the field, 0 for 1 from three-pointer, and he was only 3 of 7 from the charity stripe. Auburn, once again, is struggling to hit his free throws. We improved on our three-point percentage from 16% to 20% game one to game two. We improved on our field goal percentage. We shot 34% in game one. We shot 40% in game two. Our free throw percentage stayed stagnant, and tonight it almost got us beat. Joe and I just did not play well at all. He missed a ton of great looks down low. Uh, Ryan was texting us. It's not things most people will talk about. He's still dealing with some sickness, still dealing with some, some ankle stuff. I just don't – I don't know if that's what happened tonight. I don't know if he just had a bad night. I didn't feel like it was a – because he was hobbled, he just missed a lot of shots. It felt like there was a, 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 a you know, a top on the rim. Like there was a, a roof on the rim that we couldn't score because he wasn't alone. KD couldn't do it. Several players had – we had a lot of great looks down low that just did not go in, and Joe and I was the poster boy of that. We time. had one of those classic bad nights for Auburn. We are an inside-out basketball team, and when we can't score from inside of two feet, it's just crippling. And we saw a lot of guys. The only guy who could really finish at the basket tonight was Wendell Green. Um, and we had we saw an interesting lineup at one point. We saw Johan, it looked like, rotate into five. And Dylan Cardwell, do it all Dylan, 
rotate into that power forward position, a little bit of that death lineup look like we were talking about. And Johan played some five. He got a couple of good touches inside where he was able to score. We tried to work it to him. And I'm a big Johan guy. I am wearing a France basketball <laughs> jersey. I went to France and got this jersey and went to the France basketball museum. I'm going to do a whole big post on Instagram and Twitter all about this trip. I met with people. I talked to people. I learned about the basketball culture. I'm waiting on Johan to have that big breakout game so I can post all this amazing France basketball content. But he's looking a little lost out there. If you're trying to project out right now, I really thought Johan would look like the Chuma Okiki, Isaac Okoro, where the game looks slower for him, but maybe he's tentative and just isn't making those shots. Right now, he doesn't necessarily look tentative. He looks lost and like the game's a little quick. He only played, I think, 13 minutes, I believe. Yeah, 13 minutes. So he didn't play. His minutes went down from game one to game two, and it did look like tonight was a little bit faster. He was playing against a little bit more size. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on going forward. We need him. We need him to be good. If we want this team to be good, we want this to compete for the SEC. He's got to be good. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a big climb for him, bigger than I thought it was going to be. So we just got to hope when Chance comes back that maybe he's, you know, in, in front of schedule while Johan's behind schedule. We survived some really bad numbers tonight. We were, uh, we committed 20 turnovers tonight. Last season against South Florida, we only committed 14. So we lost the turnover battle. We lost right? the turnover battle. South Florida only had 17 turnovers tonight. So they were plus three in that. This realm. was at home, and we have to win that stat. That's honestly, if we're going to shoot this badly, we're going to play this hard defense, we've got to get the turnover battles on our side and every night. And pointing to that hard defense, we were out-rebounded 43-41. to 41, At including, home. Including 20-15 to 15 on the offensive glass. Second chance points were huge for South Florida. It, it, felt, it felt like it. neither team shot well at all. And if the, the next stat, you'll see neither team shot well at all, and they stayed in it off of those offensive rebounds. Yeah, it was tricky, particularly as the game went on again. This is another depth moment. Um, we finished shooting around 40% from the floor. They were at about 35%, 36%. They only hit 52% of their free throws. So again, if we can stay in that 70% range, this game isn't even close. We're getting to see some more quality Leor minutes that we didn't get tonight. And we did hold South Florida to 2 of 14 shooting from three. So we actually won the three-point shooting battle while only shooting 20%. So thank God they shot that bad. They did have some amazing assists off of three-point shots. What they would do is they would miss on purpose as an air ball and then scored three different times off of air balls. It was so frustrating. But if you're, if you're not like Jackson and you believe in real assists, we did win the assist battle. We had 12 assists to their seven. And most importantly of all, for Jackson, we won the block battle. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we yes, blocked, the block party. We blocked seven shots tonight. South Florida only blocked one shot. Tied for third in the nation right now in blocks. We have 10 blocks on the season. Only Delaware and Purdue, I believe, have more blocks. And Purdue's got one of those freaks. It's seven foot four. Purdue always has these weird, huge white boys. I don't know how they do it down there. Every single year, they have a huge white boy. Just check it out. They have a, they have like two Walker Kesslers on their thing. Anyway, so it's great that we're keeping the block party well, going. Let's, let's not call them stand. Walker Kesslers because Walker Kessler was amazing at many more things than blocking. And as you can see, we're missing that pretty hard tonight. So up next, Auburn is playing against Winthrop as part of the original uh, home part of our Cancun tournament, where we have a couple of teams that are going to host some teams that are in that tournament before they go down. Winthrop is 1-1 one one on the season. They opened the year with a loss to Penn State, and then they played against Piedmont, which I believe is a Division II team. They won uh, 78-56. They lost by almost 30 points to Penn State, but they're a pretty good shooting team. They're averaging around uh 45% so they're shooting about 12% of percentage points better than us so that's going to be something to watch going in 
How about the Mexico tournament? Bring that up. Yeah, the Mexico tournament, our next game will be uh, against Bradley down in Cancun as part of the Riviera Division. But prior to that, we have our fourth home stand in a row, Texas Southern. So we got a couple more home games before Auburn finally starts to go and play on the road. Hopefully, we will see Chance Westry come in and uh, get some minutes there too. Hey, what was it, what was the streak we have right now in the stadium? In Today was a twenty the twentieth win in a row in amazing, Arena. amazing. If you saw those years under Barbie, you would <laughs> never expect twenty in a row in, in Neville Arena. I almost said Auburn Arena, but the Nevilles, we love you, Nevilles. Thank yes. you for donating so thank much. You, money. Thank you for your donations. And invite again, me to your island. I want to hang out on your private you, island. You are continuing to see the amazing things that we're reaping from Bruce's ability as a coach, not just in terms of the investment in the program, but now we have 10 guys that we are rotating onto the floor that can all play. And we're talking about being disappointed in the way that we win. Yeah. That may, it's great to talk, to have to talk about the bad parts of a win instead of the good parts of a loss or the bad parts of a loss. Right. And, and part of what we're works. projecting here is like, how are we going to do against more elite competition? Yeah. South Florida had a lot of size tonight that we hadn't gotten to see yet, either in Israel or in our first couple of games here, uh, whether it was the, the uh, exhibition game versus Huntsville or our first game. Um, we haven't gotten to see the size that we got to see tonight. And that challenged us in a big way. So it's going to be interesting to see how we respond going forward as the competition continues to ratchet up. We, we were talking about some projections too in our, in our hour long about do we project, do we learn, what do we learn tonight? What do we think we're going to have, like look back on? Alan Flanagan's night tonight. I don't know if I project out that, oh, all of a sudden he's going to be scoring 15 plus a game. And be that like the guy we always wish playing is. I don't think that's the kind of game that ended up happening today. He hit his his open threes, which is amazing. We hope he could keep hitting his open threes. I wouldn't expect that every game now we're going to look for Alan Flanagan to be some big starters. I also don't think we're going to expect Jonai Broom to take this big of a step back. I think this was an off night. I don't think this is indicative of how he's going to play going forward. I think he's going to go back and get his the rest of the season. He might have an off night or whatever. This was an off night. Yeah, who else? We had like we Dylan had two Cardwell. guys. Primarily, we had two guys that did not let the game come to them. Janai, you could tell, was getting frustrated offensively. He tried a lot of different things that didn't work. Katie Johnson got himself in serious foul trouble tonight. Didn't score a point. Didn't really impact the game in a meaningful way at all. Um, so we I don't had, think I don't think I've ever seen a more quiet game from KD. I know he had his moments, but like I feel like even in his bad games, they're bad loudly, and this was just like non-factor. Yeah, KD, which KD is so was, rare. KD was a non-factor tonight. But in the place of two guys who didn't let the game come to them, you really had uh, almost four guys, you could argue, that did. Uh, Wendell Green did not shoot us out of a game early, even when you know he was tempted to. Uh, you had a guy in Flanagan who came off the bench and really took advantage of the minutes. You had a guy, Chris Moore, who started and is playing fewer minutes than a lot of other players around him, but continues to be efficient offensively and defensively. And then you have do-it-all Dylan who seems to rise up, and when we lost KD as our energy leader, as the guy to spark the crowd and spark the team, Dylan became that guy for us tonight. So it's exciting to have more pluses than minuses. That's part of what carried us over in this game. And the hope is going to be if we can continue to get everybody into a place where they're willing to be patient and they're willing to trust Bruce's system and their own talents to emerge at the right time. We'll be watching, the biggest things that I'll be watching going forward are the three-point shooting. That's my by far biggest factor. If we can get that to thirty percent, it'd be amazing. We're gonna. We still need to figure out who our guys are that can hit the open ones. Tonight, it was great to see that Flanagan potentially can be a guy that hits those. Really sad to see that Zep was a guy that probably maybe he can't. I just I can't project out either way with him right now. If I think that tonight was an anomaly that he didn't hit his open threes, 
or if I think, you know, what's going to happen. So be another one to watch. That two and that three position, teams are going to continue to leave guys like Zeb Jasper and Jalen Williams open. So the hope is that we have someone like Chance Western that's going to come back in. He's going to be in that two, three position. Maybe he's going to play some backup point. I think we, again, got pretty quality minutes out of Trey Donaldson tonight. Yes. He, wasn't, he wasn't explosive, but he didn't cost the team anything in the way that some of these other players did. And I think that's what Bruce needs now. You have a guy like Wendell who's going to leave. You want to be able to bring that backup in and just stay in the positive. So if we have somebody like Chance Wester, you can move into more of a two guard or a small forward position and be that guy who's going to catch these open looks and hit. Now we're talking about a completely different Auburn team that's running away with this game by 30 points. That, that's one point I think we we didn't mention on this one. I'm, I'm you know losing it with two different <laughs> podcasts. But Wendell had two fouls early on. And so we were that's missing right. him for a lot of the time. And that's a, a reason why he came on really late. And they, he almost won MVP because he came on so well late. But Trey had to play a lot of minutes. And we're kind of watching some of these early season stuff. That's what's so interesting. You know, A lot of these games are not big-time matchups for us. But we're getting to see some really interesting, maybe the most open like man rotation anybody could steal points from anybody or starting minutes from anybody so we're watching a lot of that kind of stuff trey donaldson played a lot i i think he was fine i think you're seeing in the first game when trey was in the offense looked so much more stagnant wendell clearly is the guy we're playing through this season so far at least at this point wendell was out for a good portion of the game to start and i think that's a big reason why the offense looks so bad you know we looked this bag into sf last year again too so maybe it's the size also but i think a big portion was that Wendell wasn't in and he wasn't stirring that drink. So something to watch that if, even though Trey's not turning the ball over and he scores a couple of times, if the offense just gets completely stagnant while he's in there, that's a huge deal. We might be experimenting with chance at the backup Zep in there at some point, you know, we'll see. Yeah. In our first game, uh, our, our 10 rotating guys, nobody played fewer than 13 minutes tonight. Trey only played 11. Part of that was we, we, we had a uh, two guard system with Katie and Zep tonight that really did not work. Um, both of them went uh, over four from the field. Katie shot two three pointers, neither of which went in. Zep shot three, most of which hey, were. Shout out to Katie for not shooting ten, no of ten, because <laughs> it's that's not the he four does fouls, that sometimes. The four fouls did not help there, but um, you can already see where we're we're really missing some quality minutes from that guard spot. So it'll be interesting to see if we experiment with with Trey getting some longer minutes, or if Chance becomes healthy where he slots into this rotation because we have a lot of guys playing 10 plus minutes which is a luxury yeah well we, we said we'd keep this one shorter ben if you if you think of anything else we talked about in that hour long that you still want to get in there you know guys let us know what you think about the shorter episodes yeah if you've got feedback for the podcast please uh comment on youtube feel free to rate us five stars and then give us your criticisms uh, and we will love to take some feedback to learn more about the structure of the episodes. Yeah. Matt, Matt will be back before you know it. He, he, I know he missed the first two, and he's probably dying that we talked about Jalen Williams and how bad he played without him on here to defend him. Matt, Jalen needs you. you got to get back on the podcast. This is what happens when you're not on the podcast, and, and you'll see Ryan some too. You'll see Ben. You'll see me. Hopefully we'll have a big rotation this year for the podcast. Ben? The Auburn jungle is going deep, just like Bruce Pearl's basketball teams. Yes, sir. Ben War Eagle. War Eagle Jackson. Uh, where's the stop recording button? There it is.